Connor Esiason, and you're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomer Esiason Foundation and GunnerEsiason.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, Digital Credit Union, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnar Esiason, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and not necessarily those of the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar Esiason, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. Hey, it's Gunnar Sison. We're back for another episode of Breathe In. As always, joined by my lovely co-host, Tiffany. Tiffany, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well. Um, I would like to start off this uh, week's podcast by apologizing for last episode, 93. Uh, we yeah. know that some people had an issue listening to the podcast, um, so we have re-uploaded it. Um, you can go back and now listen to episode 93 and it's full 31 minute length. We know some people uh, had it cut off around eight minutes. Not really sure yeah. what that is. Uh, but it <laughs> Just should, technical difficulty. Yeah, it, it should be working now. And we appreciate the feedback from people who did let us know that they could not listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so again, episode 93 is now available where you get your podcast with that's GunnarSizen.com, SoundCloud, Spotify, or iTunes. Um so I'm back after taking a week off as well. Uh, yeah. I hope everyone had a very happy Labor Day. It's now September. We're in heading into fall and uh, football season. Best time of year, I think. I, yeah. I can't believe it. I know. But I like summer. I like I, the heat and going swimming and stuff. Oh, you're a summer person? I, yeah. I, I enjoy summer, but it's not my favorite. Um, right. But we are, we are in fall, and we have a very special guest with us today on the podcast. Uh, yeah. My girlfriend, Darcy. She's back. Darcy, how are you? Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Darcy's coming to you live from downstairs in the condo. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, and I'm upstairs. Uh, we are, the reason we have Darcy on the podcast today is because we are taking a clinical perspective um, at today's topic. We're going to be talking about self care. And I'll let yeah. Darcy explain to our listeners what self care actually is. Yeah. So I'm, again, thank you guys for having me. Um, I am not wearing my girlfriend of someone with CF cap today. I am wearing my, my therapist cap. Um, and the reason that we're taking this mental health kind of perspective to self-care is because I think there is this Instagram perpetuated idea that self-care means self-indulgence, yeah. like getting yourself a bath bomb or taking yourself out for a night on the town or things like that. And those are wonderful things and they're very important and they're very important for health, but they kind of fall more under the, the headline of relaxing and doing right. something nice for yourself. When really what self-care is, it's more of accumulation of smaller actions or decisions that are healthy for the mind, body, and spirit. And the reason we need to talk about doing them intentionally is because they are often things that are uncomfortable or things that you generally avoid doing, but that are actually healthy for you. Yeah, and I is, agree. And that is self-care <laughs> in a nutshell. Um, yeah. So <laughs> what we're actually going to do is there are seven points that Darcy sort of has laid out. Um, yeah. And Darcy's going to actually be the one to take us through the podcast. Um, so she's going to sort of be like the host, the quasi-host, but also really just going to be in the driver's seat through the uh, self-care portion of today's podcast. We're going to go through each seven points. We'll talk a little bit about what they mean. Um, Well, Darcy's going to talk a little bit about what they mean uh, and why they're important. And then we'll kind of give some examples in our own lives um, Mm -hmm. for for, uh, satisfying some of these situations. So Darcy, why don't you uh, just take us right into it? Yeah, sure. So these are just seven examples of ways that you can practice self-care. It is not an exhaustive list. Um, It's just seven that I think probably come up the most and are something that I have needed to intentionally work on each one. So I thought others may relate. And the first act of self-care that you can do is an easy one. It's a self-explanatory one. It is saying no. Yeah. Have you guys had to say no recently when you wanted to say yes? I think saying no. Saying no is like a little counterintuitive, I think, because like there's always like the yes mentality or like saying yes all the time. Right. Um, when in fact saying no is actually a uh, important uh, piece to I think 
you know, limit uh, some of your boundaries and also make sure that you're focusing on yourself in more ways than one. Uh, for yeah. me, uh, as far as saying no is concerned, uh, we've obviously gone through a pretty big move here now in business school. Um, and the FOMO factor of business school is certainly very real. You know, they keep throwing different activities at us. Uh, there's yeah. also different seminars you can go to. There's, you know, Center for Healthcare, Center for Business, Center for uh, Private Equity and Venture Capital. So, I mean, there's all these places that have all of these events going on, like, constantly throughout the day. And yeah. I know, based on past experience at BC, I kind of overdid it in college. And my goal here has been to kind of come off the reins a little bit and pull back <laughs> so that I yeah. leave here as healthy as I was when I came in. Um, so saying no in, in my um, experience now is, is really making sure that I don't experience FOMO to the point where it's making me unhealthy. And Darcy's kind of yeah. has seen this over the past couple of weeks where I kind of feel like <laughs> I do want to do everything and she's like, no, no, yeah. Connor, you got to relax, just calm down. Um, right. So saying no is in, in that world is, is kind of what I'm working on there. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That's a lot going to a new school and like wanting to be social. But I mean, having to say no to those things is hard. But that's good that you're. I mean, granted, granted, I'm not saying no to everything. I think we're right, we're yeah. still doing we're doing a lot. Um, right. And it's really just making sure that I, you know, find time for Darcy or I find time yeah. for things away from Tuck. Um, and that's kind of the thing that I'm trying to do here. Uh, yeah. Whereas, you know, if I'm spending 75% of my time at Tuck doing school related activities, I need to make sure that other 25% is me time, but also us time as well here at the company. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. What so for me, yeah, so for me, A lot of it has to do with, I guess, social media in a way. Um, A lot of people ask me to do posts about things or like I had to take a break from posting because I needed to focus on myself. I had to say no to some things like, you know, um, doing a collaboration or doing something like that. I guess that's something that I've had to say no about because I needed to kind of focus on myself and get away from the social media for, you know, a week. I don't have to post every day. I learned that, (laughs) that I can, I can take a break and it's not going to hurt anybody that I don't post every day. So I had to tell myself like, no, you don't have to. Cause I was telling myself for a long time, oh, I need to post right now. Oh, I need to do that. I have to do it right now. But really I don't. I just, I should be focusing on, you know, you need to go do something for you. Go eat, (laughs) go, you know, (laughs) go to the gym, go do something that's helpful for your mind and your body and everything. Posting's not going to do that for you. It's really not. So what feeling do you have when someone says, oh, Tiff, I want to do this collaboration with you and Mm -hmm. you say no, what feeling do you have? I feel bad. Like I feel guilty. So uh, guilty. So bad, good, and fine are not feelings. Guilt, guilt is a feeling though. Yeah, guilty, because yeah. I feel like I'm. I put myself out there, and I want to help everybody. I want to do stuff with everyone, right. and you know, expand my friendships and expand everything. But in reality, I don't. There's not that that much time in a day that I can do it all. <laughs> I exactly. mean, so it's kind of it's difficult. And then sometimes I'll say yes, and I'll forget to do stuff and then I feel more guilt because I'm like oh I said yes but I didn't have any time and I was trying to focus on my health but I didn't realize that I had a time limit for something and you know it's guilt right so that's the avoidance piece to to saying no is well if I say yes then I don't have to feel guilty but Mm -hmm. then you end up overwhelmed and with too many things in your plate and your health might suffer Mm-hmm. So the uncomfortable piece is, yeah, you're going to feel guilty and you, you have to sit with that guilt and, and that's mm-hmm. okay. And that's part of being a human is feeling that mm-hmm. guilt and that's part of being empathetic. Right. And it's okay to feel guilty. So it's about right. saying no and then accepting the difficult feelings that might come with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have the opposite problem. I okay. believe it or not, I have no problem saying no. Um, Gunnar knows that I have the opposite of FOMO. I, I don't mm-hmm. get FOMO at all. Oh. I could – I so I used to work – a full-time job and I was doing therapy and I got my social fix in all day long talking to people. So I didn't at all have to be intentional with socializing. Mm -hmm. Um, And here I work from home now and technology has been a big factor with me. Like I text both of you all day and then I have Gunner and then I have Blinky and then I'm texting my friends from home. And if I let myself, if I left myself to my own devices, I could, you know, not socialize with anyone and stay in with Blinky all day and then like get my fix 
through technology. So I have a have had to intentionally say yes to things that I don't necessarily right. want to do or okay. go meeting tons of people. Or, you know, Gunner will be like, oh, I think we should just go out tonight and, like, watch football with people. And I'm like, why would we do that? And then <laughs> I tell myself, I, I, have to be, I have to say yes. I have to be the, the yes men here. Yeah. Um, so and it's the complete opposite for me, but it's something I've been working on. Um, number two in our list of things you can do to care for yourself is yeah. accepting help. Now, uh-huh. I know from experience that Gunner can speak <laughs> to how this is for him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, accepting help has definitely been something that's been uh, challenging for me, especially when I like meet a bunch of new people. Or I, for example, when Darcy and I started dating, I it's not that I didn't trust Darcy or that I, you know, wasn't allowing her to earn my trust. Um, mm-hmm. It was, I think, I think more so that I felt like I kind of had to do everything on my own to be the best possible person I could be. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like really even a year and a half into dating where I like actually let her help me with my CF routine, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of like unnecessarily handheld her through a lot of my you know routine CF care or even other things in my life that like I would you know wasn't doing very well. Like for example, my uh, smoothie recipe that I make or the, the oh, bolus yeah. feed that Darcy makes for me that I talk about on my blog all the time. It wasn't really into I don't know a while into us dating that I like allowed her to kind of make her own recipe. Um, and I, and I don't know why that is, you know, it wasn't that I like didn't like Darcy enough or that I like didn't trust her. Um, I, no, I think that's your answer. I think you didn't trust me and that's okay. That's the uncomfortable thing you're avoiding <laughs> is that you didn't trust and that's okay. And that's the uncomfortable place you had to go. Maybe. It's not, you're like kind of painting it. It's like, oh, it's a mystery. I don't know. I think it is a mystery because I'm also that way with well, other people too. Like I, you know, I don't yeah. like, I, I definitely don't like reach out and I'm not like you know help me build my nebulizer (laughs) you know but i think we've i mean i definitely have worked on it especially with darcy in the sense that like here our routine uh, in hanover is like while i'm out and since darcy's working from home it's kind of like the roles of a little bit you know it's it's like we have our we're finding our like pieces of pie here um this starts to work from home she's able to kind of maintain uh my cf nebs and also making sure things organized for me and like you know getting account on Mm -hmm. different medications and making sure the house is everything that we need uh so that when i come home at night exhausted from a day at school i'm able to just kind of seamlessly go right into it and not have to kind of worry about it so darcy is helping in a huge way in that respect and like it's almost weird to think back when we started dating that that kind of situation would have been unimaginable in the sense that i just wasn't letting her do anything yeah Seriously. Well, for me, I had to accept help a lot. Um, right. Especially when I was um, super, super sick. I couldn't do a lot for myself. And that was hard for me. Just because um, I had to give up my independence a mm-hmm. lot. And I I did, I did everything until the last time I could. Honestly, I tried to do everything and I didn't want help. I wanted to do it myself because I felt like this is my disease and I need to do it myself. And um, I really, I think the only time I let anybody mix my own treatments or something was if they asked to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Kelsey would ask, oh, can I do it? I'm like, sure, why not? Like they've seen me do it like 500 times. So I'm like, yeah, go for it. But honestly, I wanted to do everything myself. And I don't know if that's just because I just control, I wanted control over it, or if it was just I didn't want to lose that independence. Because I had to, my mom had to put me in the shower Mm -hmm. and wash my hair. I had to have a shower chair. And that's when I just had to have help. I couldn't breathe. And before that, I never asked for help. I mean, I did everything since I was maybe five years old, I was doing everything. Like, of course, when I was young, I had help from my parents. But I mean, I never remember asking for help to do anything. So, yeah. This is something we've talked about 
prior on the podcast yeah. a lot too. Um, mm-hmm. And something that Leah spoke about a lot about as she yeah. started to get sicker here on the podcast, it was yeah. you know, sort of That's delegating hard. some of her responsibilities or having to pull back on some of the things that she was either committed to simply yeah. because she couldn't do them or because, you know, she needed somebody's help to do so. And I think it yeah. is something that a lot of people see at face is, you know, what is the line to ask somebody to help? Because mm-hmm. it, it, it is a weird sense of guilt. Like you were talking about before, like you're leaning on somebody yeah. or asking somebody to sort of inconvenience themselves to, yeah. to help you. And that, that's sort of the emotion I think that I feel what I mm-hmm. feel I need to ask. For Definitely. Help. I what, agree. So what's the emotion gunner? I think it's guilt again. Guilt. Yeah. It's that, it's that feeling burdensome burden yeah. about it. Yes. It's the big but then, burden. I would think the way around it is, you know, cause you don't ask for help cause you're avoiding feeling like a burden, feeling yeah. that guilt. Mm-hmm. So, if you communicate that piece, so, hey, like, can you help me sterilize my nabs? You know, it, it, it just makes me feel really guilty to ask you, but because another thing we've talked about a lot on this podcast is that the people in your support system really want to help. Yeah. So if it's you true. are able to speak out loud that part of it, yeah. then I'm sure whoever's in the support system, you know, hey, it's totally not an inconvenience to me at all. I am glad to help. And maybe that will right. ease it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, yeah. With Jeff holding my oxygen, like that, I had to ask for that. But usually he would just pick it up mm-hmm. because, I mean, I couldn't walk. <laughs> but <laughs> without was a silent the... communication, <laughs> right? Exactly. So, like, I get it. They, everybody wants to help, but it's just hard for us to come to terms to mm-hmm. ask for it. Mm-hmm. Right, for sure. That mm-hmm. makes sense, and that's why it's yeah. on this list. Yeah. All right, number three is practicing self-compassion. And this is actually an interesting one. So in the mental health world, the idea of self-esteem is kind of going out the window okay. and it's being replaced with self-compassion. Gunnar, do you mind if I put you on the spot with an example? Sure. So Gunnar, let's say that, so Gunnar has his midterms next Friday. Okay. So let's say your midterms come up and you didn't really study for them that well and you fail. What are you going to say to yourself? Because I know you're hard on yourself. What are you going to say to yourself? <laughs> Uh, I would tell myself that I really suck or that I, <laughs> that, that I didn't do a job. I mean, I, I would beat myself up over it. Okay, right. Now, what if Tiff was in school with you and Tiff did the same thing? She didn't really study that hard and she failed her midterm. What would you say to Tiffany? It's going to be okay. Right? So, right. interestingly enough, most of us are a lot nicer and compassionate to the people around us than we are to ourselves. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of us need to work on. And I bring up the self-esteem part because... So self-esteem in its essence is the idea that we are better than average. Like I have good self-esteem because like I'm a really good athlete or I like have good self-esteem because I, you know, feel like really that I'm attractive or creative or good at art or things like that. Like we've really conflated self-esteem with being above average, which just isn't true. Every single person can't be above average. Mm Mm-hmm. But every single person can be kind to themselves and can every single person has the human experience. Every single person has a test where they didn't really study that hard yeah. or makes mistakes or right. does something really embarrassing uh-huh. or, you know, walks out with toilet paper on the shoe. That's something yeah. as humanity we all share is that we all yeah. F up. Right. So I think that one <coughs> the most important one on this list mm-hmm. is to forgive yourself for things and to mm-hmm. treat yourself like you would treat your best friend. And that's something I don't do very well. Um, yeah. you know, I, and I'm sure Darcy, you have seen that firsthand that I'm definitely, that's my, why I picked you for the example. I, I am my own worst person <laughs> in a lot of different ways. Um, and right. actually prior to this little chat, um, it's not something I really ever, I think even considered, even when we kind of like discussed like the podcast this morning, you know, at breakfast, um, you, you withheld your, your comments in this one just so I think I could hear them. And I, I appreciate you doing that. Um, because it is something that I do need to hear. I, I'm definitely my own worst critic when it comes to like, not only things that I'm doing like professionally, but also here now here at school, but, and also right. beyond that, like when I have bad PFT or when I have, yeah, yeah. you know, and I have, where I like forget to, you know, sterilize my nebs. And the next thing I'm doing, you know, I'm doing, I'm sterilizing my nebs, you know, at the middle of the night when I could other, otherwise be sleeping. So, you know, those right. are things that I kind of run into. And I, I have a history of certainly being very hard on myself. And Darcy actually the other day was like, you're, you're a screamer, aren't you? And I do. I like, <laughs> I like, I, whenever I get like super frustrated, I yeah. like, I, I do scream Let a specific curse word that we can't say here on the podcast. <laughs> No, no, it's not a curse word. It's a specific holy figure in many religions. 
That um, yeah, talk about living together and that's a change. Gunner will, for example, what was it that you screamed at? Like you couldn't get the stylus out of your computer or like you opened a package and it like opened the wrong way or something. So Gunner will scream when something doesn't go his way. Like ah! so it just goes like that. Oh, and man. it's I I don't it's, I'm struggling with it because I don't know that it's unhealthy right. per se. I think screaming in a pillow is like a very healthy way to outlet anger. Right. I don't know if like screaming into the open where <laughs> neighbors can hear it, that <laughs> but it seems to help him. So I haven't I mean, been like stop. But. I mean, letting it out feels really good, honestly. Like I understand that yeah. if something isn't going right and you just need to let it out, like I get it. Yeah. I mean, for me, I just I don't. I'm not, I don't know if I'm, like, super, super hard on myself, but I, I totally, like, think I could do better at things, and I think that, I mean, I get it, but I, like, when I saw this on there, I didn't really understand what self-compassion was, and then after you said that, I, I am very much nicer to everybody else than myself, right. and, yeah, it's just, like, maybe I could do this better or I could work harder on this or you know do things that would be more benefit like better for me I but I don't know it's just like it's hard to do it for yourself when you and I mean you have to like really think about what you're doing yeah I mean it's yeah it's hard to give yourself a pep talk I mean I when I need a pep talk I text you usually yeah (laughs) I get a pep talk (laughs) But that's something to practice is giving yourself a pep talk. But Gunnar, one example that uses the perfect segue into our next tenet Mm -hmm. of self-care, which is letting go of what you can't control. Mm -hmm. So my favorite expression, and I say this to myself in my head all the time, you Mm -hmm. can't control what you can't control. And the example that I'm thinking of that you said, Gunnar, is your PFTs. Yes. Can you control your lung decline? No. Yeah, but I mean, you can uh, to an extent you can also can, you can control how, how well, well you're course. doing. Um, yeah, to an I, extent, of course. And I think that uh, I think that we you know, we talk about PFT anxiety or whatever, and that's something mm-hmm. that comes because I think it's it's not only a reflection of like your total health, but also a reflection of how well you are doing and taking care of yourself. Yeah, right. I think that's a yeah. very important thing. Um, yes. And I think for me, it's a motivating thing to know that I can have some control mm-hmm. and power mm-hmm. over. Uh, my PFT scores or how well I'm doing. Um, right. And, and I think that's something to an extent that, yeah, it's, it does kind of fit into this category, but at the same time, I mm-hmm. like to believe that it doesn't because I do have a little bit of control over my, my mm-hmm. own body and my own health. Um, yeah. You know, I think something like, <clears throat> something that I, you know, can't control is, is, is you know, I think the, the new routine here at school is like, the routine is being built for us and I'm someone who like likes to live my life where I know what I'm doing at you know, a certain time and I know how to do it and I yeah. can figure it out and I can you know plan the rest of my day around it mm-hmm. you know here at school the training is to like get out of that mindset and that's something that's been challenging for me uh, okay. you know I think last week like it, last week was the first week of school um, mm-hmm. you know we're now I guess well into the semester and um like you know, I woke up one morning and like one thing they they told us to do is like reflect at the end of the week or at the end of the day or periodically throughout the week to like see how you're doing. And mm-hmm. like one, Dar- Darcy and I were talking about this last week where I was like, Darcy, like I don't know where yesterday went. Like it's it flew by. You know, I came home from school. I had like four hours of homework. I, all I wanted to do was go to the gym. And I just mm-hmm. never got to the gym because, like, the time just got away from us. Next thing you know, we were cooking. Right. It was like an hour later. It was just, like, a crazy day. Yeah. And uh, that's something that I know I'm having a hard time okay. adjusting to. And also, it's stressing me out to the fact that, like, I don't quite, like, know how each one of my days is going to work out. Because mm-hmm. the routine and the, the, the schedule changes day by day by day. You know, mm-hmm. the only thing that's consistent is the time that I wake up. You know, I wake up, right. you know, 6.30, whatever, and do treatments and yeah. then I go to school. And the rest of the day is, like, kind of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. I okay. think on that same thread, I have times where, like, if I don't go to the gym, let's say today, then tomorrow I'll be beating myself up. About, oh, I should have gone yeah, to the yeah. gym yesterday, and now I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling guilty and annoyed mm-hmm. at myself for not doing that. <clears throat> but right. I can sit there and feel annoyed at myself on a Tuesday, but can I really build a time machine and go back on Monday and go to the mm-hmm. gym? No. Yeah. So I can't. why am I going to suffer from something on Tuesday and feel annoyed at myself when it's something mm-hmm. I can't control? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So for me letting go um like i can't control rejection i can't control that 
to be honest. Like, I can take my meds, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that is hard to let go of because it's really scary. And then you see all these other people going through it, and you're like, you know, that's real. it's a scary thought. And, I mean, I have to just let it go. I have to just be like, you know what? I can't control it. I got to go live my mm-hmm. life. I got to go do what I need to do, stay healthy, do everything I'm supposed to, and that's all I can do. I mean... How often do you think about rejection? Um, I mean, not like, not like a lot, a few times a month, maybe, just Mm -hmm. because I see it everywhere. I mean, you know, social media is great, but then you have to see, like, you see things that you don't want to, Mm -hmm. and then it kind of triggers in your mind, right? And then you see your friends going through it or somebody not making it because of that and um i mean you can't really get it away from it so i i know that's like something yeah so that's kind of something that i've had to just like you know what i just gotta let it go and you know what i'm just gonna keep myself healthy and do everything i can is that how what you say to yourself to make like the thought comes in or you see it on instagram you're thinking about how scary it is and then you say to yourself look i gotta let this go yeah. And then you distract yourself? Yep. Exactly what I do. I'm like, okay, I see it, and I'm like, okay, I know I can, I, it's not me. I'm going to just go do what I need to do. You're I mean, really that's all I could say. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I've been a lot of the times. It's like when I was waiting for lungs. I was like, well, I can't control when I get lungs, so they're going to come when they're supposed to. So I got to just relax, don't pay attention to my phone ringing all the time and get freaked out and like you know all that so I mean that's what I've had to do and it's been for a long time you think about it Mm -hmm. since I started being on the list it was 2014 and then it's what we're five years later I mean so so you've had a lot of time to flex (coughs) that skill of being able to let things go it makes me think of a brilliant psychologist who uh, I've mentioned acceptance and commitment therapy on this podcast before, and she is the psychologist who runs that. Um, But she was the transplant psychologist at Duke for many years, and she taught me a way to let go of my thoughts, those intrusive thoughts that come in. And she says when you feel those thoughts come in, so if you're starting to, you get triggered by something that you see somewhere, and you're thinking about, oh my gosh, chronic rejection, that could happen to me, that's so scary. She says visualize it as if the thought is sitting on top of a train, and the train is going by, and you wave to the thought as it passes <laughs> the train, and the train just keeps going. And there, bye-bye thought, there it goes, it's going away on the train. Yeah. And that's a skill that she teaches people, and she comes from the, the transplant psychology world. Right, right. So, it makes sense. So I, I sometimes picture a choo-choo train when I have a scary <laughs> thought that I need now to. I, or it's just now I'm going thought. to. That is, that is, that gonna, is a I'm funny a mechanism. It's a good Honestly. one, and it works. It works for yeah. big, scary things like rejection mm-hmm. and yeah. little things that are just unhelpful, like being annoyed at yourself for not going yeah. to the gym when you're mm-hmm. right. mm-hmm. um, Exactly, for sure. So the next one, I think, might be the easiest one on the list, but it's worth talking about because it's okay. something that you have to do with intention. Making right. time for things or people that are important. Yeah. Um, so, we, so we actually like, kind of touched on this a little bit, Darcy, in, in our perspective here, is that we got, we got a lot of really good advice from uh, Tuck alumni who had come to Tuck and who said that, who kind of prepared us for like, what the lifestyle was going to be like, but that the, the one piece of advice that we heard that was common throughout <laughs> everyone was always make sure you make time for Darcy. You know, for yeah. me, the student, to make time for Darcy. Because, you know, there's, there's plenty of horror stories that we've heard of people who, you know, could you know couldn't cut it or relationships that couldn't cut it um, wait tell them what it's called it's called the turkey yeah, it's, down. it's called it's called no, <laughs> the, the turkey drop Oh, sorry. Turkey drop. So, 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 yeah. So, it's whether it's a, a business school thing or not. I know because my friend, my everybody who's at uh, Yale Business School and he Yale yeah. School of Management, and he also knew what the turkey drop was. And the turkey drop is when all the students go away to business school and they go back to their you know, their significant others, their partners around Thanksgiving. They break up with them because they want to go back to school and have so much fun. So they call it the turkey drop. So oh. everyone has told us to beware the turkey drop. But I, I think I think it's implied for long people, distance. Yeah. Exactly. Distance. Yeah, 
definitely. If you have, because Gunner has, is like assigned 200 hours of work a week, and that's uh-huh. a purposeful exaggeration. The idea is that you have too much to handle, and you yeah. have just not 200 hours in a week, and you have to prioritize what's important. And we never had to do that in the nearly four years of our relationship. We just spent yeah. every weekend together, and that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we have to, like, hey, do you have any? We went on a breakfast date this morning, our oh. intentional time together, because I know we. With the exception of this, we have to do other stuff on our own today. Yeah. Um, so it's something that for the first time we've had to be intentional about. And we've only been at it for a month, so it's been easy. So we'll report back in like six months to see if we're still yeah. making time for each other intentionally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and that, that was one piece of advice that we got from a lot of other students who came before us, as well as people within the administration, was just, you know, make time for your partner. Um, yeah. And that's something that we've been doing. So, I mean, this right. this this piece of the self-care list is something that we've been working on now for a while. Right. Yeah, for me, um, Jeff and I live about 40 minutes away from each other. And, I mean, he has work during the week, and then um, – the traffic coming here is insane, so I would have to go over there. So sometimes during the week, I'll meet him for dinner halfway mm. between ourselves. Mm. And then, like, during on the weekends, we always have our Saturday together. And um, the other days, if my friends have time, I spend it with them. And then I'm with my family throughout the week. So, I mean, I try to prioritize that, and then I make sure that I'm doing everything I can for my health, just th- making sure I'm doing my stuff for myself during the week. Um, so that's mine's not in school, but I mean, mine's a little different in that aspect that um, I'm not technically everybody else is working around me They mm-hmm. They have a lot of more stuff to do. So I have to make sure they have time that I can go hang out with them and then we can make it work for all mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're definitely you're, it's definitely a strength of yours. Is yeah. the way you prioritize people in your life, Tiff. I've noticed. Oh, definitely, oh. definitely. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, I try to make sure because I, I mean, when I was sick, everybody made time for me. I mean, if you think about it, like everybody was here coming to me. So now I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to reciprocate that and go <laughs> to you now and do things that um, are in your area or. You know, just kind of making sure that um, they know how much I appreciated everything they did for me going to the hospital. I know hospitals are not the funnest places, but we made it fun. I mean, just having everybody there. So, I mean, just doing that, I think it just makes me feel good, too, that I'm doing that for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I had so much help and support for myself. Because you asked for it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. All right. The next one is the opposite. The next one, number six, is setting boundaries. Uh, That's especially for people that might bring you into their drama or dysfunction. Do either of you have any examples of when you had to set boundaries with other people? Yeah, I mean, this is something that, you know, we've talked about a lot, Darcy, you and I, and, um, when we first started dating, I think, you know, you could probably tell the story a little better than I can based on, you know, your experience here, but, well, um, I have no idea what the story is. Keep you know, but like, you know, I, we, 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 but, you know, by virtue of what our jobs were or job is, um, within the patient advocacy world, you know, I feel like, oh, you know, we get, we get, yeah. you know, we get messages and questions yeah. and emails all the time to the point where I think you actually told me once, you know, it was, it was like a Saturday night at like 11 and I was answering some, you know, question from, um, from, a, you know, from a mother with a young child with CF who was, you know, sort of just, you know, explaining her fears and emotions and stuff like that to me. And for some reason it was all coming out via, uh, you know, direct message to my, you know, public Facebook page. And it was something that was... You know, I think for you to look at that, it was a weird thing for you to kind of see. Um, and looking back at to me, it was like just you know second nature to be you know always active and participating in the community. And I think that um, while you know many years ago that was fun and it was exciting, and you know I still do love answering questions and being a resource for people. But it just started to take over other parts of my life that it should not have invaded in. And mm-hmm. you know, I think that for me, I you know now try to just you know whenever I do get a question or whenever you know I do get 
we ever do get inquiries at BEF, you know, we just try to take care of it during business hours, right? If someone comes to us, you know, late night, evening, whatever, it's just, you know, put on the shelf to the next day or till Monday mm-hmm. or Tuesday or whatever. Um, and, you know, I think it's just important to make sure that for me in my life, it was, it was my work life and also my health, you know, infiltrating yeah. other parts of my life as well. And it was started, and it definitely started to eat up a lot of my free time, you know, especially time when you, it's, it's important to unplug from those kinds of things. Yeah. I think what that was is it had been happening a lot and then it was a particular weekend and we were watching a movie at night or something and I kept looking at you and you weren't watching the movie and I was like, God, oh, I'm like, watch this part. And every time and you were like, okay, but then every time I looked over, you were looking down at your phone and I think I expressed like, like, I get, I get that it's important that you're talking to someone because he was talking to someone who had DM'd his page about a CF issue mm-hmm. and, you know, it was impacting and infiltrating our time together so it felt a little bit annoying and we talked about it and then it didn't stop and then there was one night when I think I was already asleep and it was probably midnight or like one in the morning and Gunnar was on his phone and he was like oh and then he was talking to someone who was having a problem that he couldn't fix I don't I have no idea what the problem was now but it was something that I don't even know if it could be fixed during business hours but like It was an insurance thing that could not be fixed at one in the morning. And he yeah. was so overwhelmed. And I said to him, look, it's like one thing for it to be annoying in our relationship for you to be, always be doing this. But it's unhealthy for you to be up at like one in the morning yeah. talking to someone that you don't know on the Internet about a problem that you can't help with. It's unhealthy. And I said, keep doing it. It's your job. I get that. But why don't you do it from nine to five and then yeah. on weekends, like shut it off. Like mm-hmm. people, people can wait the extra time. You have to set that boundary for your health, for our relationship, for mm-hmm. your quality of life. Yeah, I I get that because I get a whole bunch of messages and sure, yeah, you know, I get them on the daily, and Jeff does the same exact thing. Why are you on your phone? Like we're doing stuff. Like we're watching this show. Watch it. He kind of sometimes he like he like puts his hand on my phone, like hits it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hey. yeah, swatted gutters yeah. going out of his head, too. <laughs> right? So, like, I get that, and it's probably for the better, and I understand that. Um, and then there's, like, the other aspect of it that um, it might be not CF-related. It might be your friends that you had. And um, I think Lee and I have expressed this, that we've had friends that um, couldn't handle our lives, and we had to get rid of them. Like, we, you know, we couldn't have them in our lives anymore because they were – bringing in unhealthy drama and it was not healthy for my situation when I was um, getting sicker progressing and I just needed support at that point and I wasn't getting it and I mean when someone isn't um, trying to help you um, or not really um, understanding what you're going through in a way mm. it does put a like it hurts I mean it's it um, makes you feel horrible and I mean you just have to get rid of that negativity in your life because it's not gonna help you in the long run so I mean that's what I've had to do I've had to get rid of the dramatic people in my life that Mm -hmm. couldn't handle what was what I was going Mm -hmm. through and didn't really put that in their mind that oh my issues right now about oh um my car didn't start this morning or oh I broke a nail or something was like lower had to be put lower than my friends really sick right now if that makes sense and how uncomfortable were those conversations that you had to have with people I mean I was in tears I and I couldn't breathe I was kind of doing that like cry where you're like (gasps) you know you're like you can't even catch your breath and it was just like it 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 was like the worst conversation you could have and when someone's like well I want to know when you have your transplant but I'm not going to be there it's kind of like uh, it's like a punch in the gut you know and your heart just like drops it's like you've been in my life for so many years and now you're just gonna go away I mean it's something that was for the better that happened but at that time it hurts so bad that that should be the definition of self-care that's the essence of it right there right it hurts so bad but in the long term it's the relief that you need yep exactly that is that must have been really crappy 
Yeah, well, it was like baggage that I had to drop, you know. Yeah. So. Dropping it off. <laughs> Dropping it off. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Well, that'll bring us into our very last mm-hmm. act of self-care that you can do, which mm-hmm. is number seven. Okay. Well, there's more, but the list of seven that we have time yeah. for on the podcast, number seven right. is making a list of short-term and long-term goals. Okay. Um, and I love this one. I, if anyone is familiar with um, Angela Duckworth had a very, very popular TED Talk and then a very popular best-selling book about the concept of grit. Uh, and the idea of grit is that it is one of the greatest indicators of success and what it is. If you're heard like someone, oh, he's got a lot of grit or she's really yeah. a gritty person, it's having the passion and perseverance toward long-term meaningful goals. So it's mm-hmm. basically like being able to put in the time now for the payoff later. And I think right. I think life with CF, you're born into having a lot of grit. You don't have mm-hmm. to you don't have a lot of choice. I mean, yeah. you know, the treatments that you do, the payoff isn't in that moment or even the next day really. It's yeah. your it's an investment yeah. in in the long term in the five years from now. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. And I you know I think that if we look at if we're looking at this in terms of goals, right? That I think that, you know, your short term and your long term goals can be whatever period of time that you, you know, so choose relative to whatever the goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, for me, you know, I, I see, you know, I don't see doing my treatments as necessarily a goal. I see them as a priority in my life, you know, between, yeah. you know, making sure I get my treatments every day or whatever. Um, and also, you know, my feeding tube here at night, you know, I set out uh, when I came to school, I said, you know, I'm going to need to rely on my feeding tube to get me through these long, crazy days here. And yeah. that's something that I've done and something that I have really maintained and have done you know, throughout. Uh, but, you know, goals can change. You know, if we look at this time last year, yeah. my, 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 my goal <laughs> certainly was not to be living in Hanover, New Hampshire. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that sort of was a little bit of a spur of the moment kind of thing that sort yeah. of came with my, you know, the change in the health that I experienced. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think that, you know, now if we're going to be talking about some goals, you know, obviously my, my you know, number one goal here is to, you know, finish my degree with, you know, on time with the rest of my classmates. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything that should stop me from doing that. Um, yeah. And that's, that's like, you know, currently the number one goal. Uh, yeah. You know, but beyond that, you know, obviously I think, you know, Darcy and I have, you know, discussed, you know, what what's the next step for us and, you know, yeah. you know, you know, create a family and all these things. So, uh, you know, those are, those are, you know, some of the goals that we have that are like super long term. But as far as short term goals right. that are concerned, um, yeah, you know, super. I can't, I came here with, um, you know, the idea that I was going to try to approach this, this chapter of my life with as much of an open mind as possible uh, yeah. you know, to the point where, you know, I'm also someone who doesn't, you know, love putting myself into like brand new situations yet here I am and I try to stick my yeah. nose into everything that I can get my nose into, which then yeah. of course, you know, perpetuates the feeling of FOMO and, and everything yeah. else that we kind of talked about earlier in the podcast. Right. So, um, you know, another short term goal that I'm having is, well, I'm, yes, I'm trying to put myself into the middle of everything. I'm trying to create and find a new balance out of this whole new experience uh, mm-hmm. that we are living. Right. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, if we think about last year, I was still kind of, I was getting to Tiffany again. I mean, I was still, um, doing, I was doing more fun things and now I'm at the point that I'm ready to get a job and I'm ready to work towards the rest, you know, the rest of my life, get a career going get married, go, you know, move out, do all these things that, I mean, people probably in my, my age have already done most of the time. I mean, it's not, not all marriage or having children or any of that, but I mean, I'm to a point that, you know, those, it's more, um, seeing, like I can see the future now mm-hmm. I can see farther and it's great. I mean, when I was, you know, before transplant, I didn't, I couldn't see past maybe a couple weeks. I mean, and if we're being honest here, I couldn't see, you know, the, like we would talk about on the podcast, little victories. Like I would see past the week and be like, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go have fun on Saturday. I'm going to go to a movie. You know, that's all I could do. So now I'm looking years in the future now. And it's amazing to think that now I can do that and like see myself like doing great things and 
you know, just keep going. And I mean, it's amazing to be able to see that, especially with cystic fibrosis, that it is now an adult disease, not a childhood disease. Mm -hmm. And we have all these new drugs coming out and it's just helping so many people. And it's just such a great feeling that we can see farther in the future now. We don't have to look a week or a month and really. If we could watch film footage of Tiffany five years from now, where is she and what is she doing? Yeah. Oh, well, I would hope that I was married by then. <laughs> so she's got, bling, she's got some bling on. Yeah, I got some bling, you know. Um, let's, let's say she's on vacation. Where is she on vacation? Oh, vacation. Oh, I would love to go to Europe, just really? to Italy. Italy and Croatia and maybe Greece. I would love to go to those places. Just to, because I've never, honestly, yeah. I've only been out of the country i've only been to mexico and the bahamas i guess that's technically out of the country i mean some of it's u.s owned but i mean that's all i've done so i've wanted to go to europe just because i want to see all the history and you know it's just beautiful there so i mean and get some good uh, pasta and food <laughs> so in my movie there's there you yeah. are there's tiffany five years from now yeah. with some pink bling on her finger in oh, athens yes. Yeah. On a on a tour with the little headphones in. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. I love it. Well, that's our list. Yeah. That is the list. So to recap the list for all of our listeners, it was uh, our our breathing self-care podcast, uh, things to do or things to help you work on some self-care. Um, number one, being able to say no to those superfluous things in your life. Number two, um, accepting help. Number three, practicing self-compassion. Number four, letting go of what you can control. Number five, making time for things or people that are important. Number six, setting boundaries with people that you um, that, that bring you into their drama or dysfunction. And then number seven, making a list of short-term and long-term goals. Uh, yeah. Darcy, thank you for coming yeah. on the podcast this week and bringing your thank clinical you. experience to, uh, to our listeners. Yes, you're awesome. Are we going to recommend things? Yes. So we oh. do have a recommendation segment oh, here at the end. Um, and Darcy, you can start with your recommendation for this week. Okay, I'm going to do two because one's really short. So, uh, on the same thread of short-term goals, mm -hmm. I now that I work from home, I've had to be more organized in my time because otherwise I would have – I would just like – I keep like snacking and then like taking TV breaks and I, it's just – I need to not do that. <laughs> um, so I downloaded an app called Minimalist, like okay. Minimalist, but it's Minimalist, minimalist oh, with funny. one L, like yeah. one yeah, And yeah. it's a to-do list, but it is like literally – just blank white and you type stuff in there's no like fancy mm. pieces to it mm. um so it's not distracting at all and it's easy to use and it's definitely helped me with my to-do list and setting short-term goals and then the satisfaction you can delete things or you can swipe and like swipe through them so you still have that satisfaction of like check mm -hmm. um the other thing i'm going to recommend is another app um, that has been awesome that Gunnar and I started using when we moved in together. It's called Cozy. C-O-Z-I. It's I think it's marketed as Family Life Simplified. I just opened oh, it. Oh, we it's did that. It's like a me, family calendar. Yeah, me and Leah did that. Really? Yeah, that's how we did our posts and everything. <laughs> Isn't it the best thing ever? It's it's the best thing. I really I recommend that. I'm gonna second that with you. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah, it is it is so awesome that I bought the paid for version. Like the free yeah. version is pretty good, but I paid twenty nine dollars to have some of the other features. So mm -hmm. it's awesome because we can both input stuff and send each other like notifications and it tracks like grocery lists so Gunnar can be like we need more water and then like he can send me a push notification that he added it to the grocery list. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been super helpful. So I recommend those two apps. Yeah. Uh, really would like to recommend however though is uh -huh. um, exploring wherever you are. Like I feel like okay. I live so long in Long Island and that <laughs> I like just I found like the five places that I loved and I just stuck to them. Um, yeah. It's not necessarily that I have a regret over like you know where I previously lived. You know, I think there were other places where I kind of would have loved to have gone out to dinner or like to have gone to explore yeah. and stuff like that. Here, like we're 
pretty much on our feet all the time, right? Like we're mm-hmm. all over the place trying new things. Yes. I mean, I think, yeah, we, I think there's, yeah. I think we like, as far as like going out to eat or whatever, or even going to like the same grocery store, like we very rarely go to the same place twice. Just because yeah. we're, we're continuing to try to find different things and experience new things. Um, so this is more like a lifestyle recommendation. I think if like, mm-hmm. if, if you're living in some, if you live somewhere for a long time, like mm-hmm. try going somewhere new, right? Or yeah. try doing something that you have not done mm-hmm. in a while, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see, um, see what what where it brings you. I mean, for you may yeah. not, you may not like it, um, or you might. Or but I, it's definitely something that's bringing me outside the comfort zone. Is trying a lot yeah. of new things and experiences, uh, especially within the last month and a half here. Yeah. Awesome. So mine's kind of like that, Gunner, actually. Mm-hmm. So um, San Francisco, I don't really go out there much, but I just did. And I did like touristy things I had never done. I mean, I've never went and saw the Painted Ladies, which is if you watch Full House in the intro, they are on the like grass area and there's like those houses. So those are the Painted Ladies. I've never gone to see them, but I did it. Really? And then I went, yeah, I did it yesterday. And then... um. I went to the Palace of Fine Arts. I mean, I did things that I'd never done in San Francisco, but I've lived here my whole life, uh-huh. you know? So that's, like, something that I recommend as well. I was actually going to say, if you go to San Francisco, go see, like, the Painted Ladies. Just sit on the grass and just sit there and just watch. And especially go <coughs> September, October, because that's the best time. Carl the Fog, if you ever heard of Carl. Carl's the Fog that rolls into San Francisco and it's very thick. <laughs> so um, it's actually it's actually an Instagram. So look at that. Um, but Carl comes in and usually <laughs> September and October, Carl isn't here very much. <laughs> so that's the best time to come. So Wait, who named recommend- Carl? I mean, okay, so there's this guy. I don't know. I don't know who he is. He came out and he made, he literally made the Instagram and named the fog Carl. And it's been viral, you know, it's great. Um, so the other thing is Gunner's going to love this. I recommend orange theory. Yes, (laughs) I love it. I've been sending Gunner my splat points and all my work. I want to see them too. Yeah, I'll send you them. But um, it's been awesome. I'm so sore. My quads are hurting so bad. But, I mean, it's worth it. (laughs) I mean, it's a good hurt. But, I mean... We actually have an Orange Theory fundraiser coming up in October um, yeah. because I love it so much. It turns out I've, I've, yeah. I've spoken about it before. I have a friend who's a trainer at Orange Theory, so he's, yeah. do, he's doing a fundraiser for us in New York City in October. Um, oh, so I can't wait to do that. Unfortunately, other people at CF can't go there because I'm going to be there. Right? <laughs> but if you're affiliated with someone in CF in some other way, you can go. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's going to be uh, – it's cool that I think you've taken a lot for it. I know uh, someone else with CF started doing it. To maybe one of your friends, yes, Jackie. Jackie started doing it, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then of course, Lee's Courtney did it, and Stacy, who was also on the podcast. So, there's definitely a big CF community in Orange Theory. If you haven't tried it, definitely try it. It's it's something that like I've been missing. I I, I have been like feeling the urge to drive like an hour to Concord, New Hampshire, to go to the Orange Theory there. Haven't done it yet. But uh, no, I'm, that's something that I'm one. missing a lot. Yeah, we don't have one here in Hanover. We don't have yeah. a lot here in Hanover uh, as far as <laughs> different exercising options beyond hiking in the gyms. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I I definitely do miss Orange Theory for sure. I don't know. I did a water aquatics class, so don't was say that, that there's not. You literally there was part of the class where you ride a like though. a horse. <laughs> And oh she's yeah! Like you go back and forth, and she's like, "Just use your arms!" Like, "Just use your legs!" It's really hard. So there are yeah. options for exercising. Right? Yeah. Um. Well, thank you, Darcy, again for joining, and Thanks, thank you for reminding us about the recommendation. Guys. We almost let the recommendation thing go. I know this was a long podcast, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it's our podcast. That we have we set the rules. Um, you can listen to us every Thursday on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes, uh, as well as GunnerSaxon.com. You can follow us on. Instagram at breathe yeah. underscore in underscore pod, which is also our email address, breathe underscore in underscore pod at assiasen.org. Um, I'm Gunnar Siasen, that's Tiffany Rich, and we will see everyone next week. All right, bye. bye.